Holy shit, Craig. Uh, you hear that? I do. All right, this is Jeff's first time here in the. I didn't Hell yeah! <laughs> so we have theme um, music. Hey Craig. What's up? I love it. I love it. So I'll just play it like Jeff will. In future episodes, Jeff will actually put this into the podcast. So uh, I just I played it. I don't know, now. man. I think it's kind of hilarious doing it this way. Uh, I don't like. <laughs> so this is uh, that is so fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Craig, so we have the theme music. I know, man. It's we're not like just a, my like off-key re- singing. We're like a so, real podcast. 114 so, episodes in. So I have to say a uh, big thank you to uh, listener Randy England. Yeah. Uh, who, you, who you can follow on Instagram um, at Randy England Music. Yeah. Um, he's a, a, an actual real musician uh, who listens to the podcast. And uh, he has uh, made, made us a bunch. Like, he, he didn't just make song. us that. He made us, he made us a, a... He made us bumpers. Bumpers. Like... He made... Uh, a shorter podcast song version. Um, it's great. Thank you, oh, Randy. So and awesome. I love it, dude. Like it's funny. It, it's it's kind of catchy. It's funky. I like it. We're gonna keep it. Um, doesn't mean hey, uh, some of y'all. If, if you had some in mind, you still want to send them in. Send them in. We, we'll use them all. It doesn't matter. But but for now, thank you, Randy England. Official podcast theme. Uh, well, podcast like, versus everyone. Like, Thank dude, it's much. it's like we we have we have someone who who likes the show enough to take time out of his act, like actual real minutes out of out of his actual real life to make a song for us. Like, I his use use his actual real talent. Yeah, I mean, my my heart is like beating out of my chest right now, Craig. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. I know. I was. I'm not even I kidding. So I think excited. that's so cool. I think I can't remember what day. Like, I think he said I he sent him on Saturday, but it was like during the game, like right before the game, during the game. I, I hadn't looked at the podcast versus everyone email, but I checked it on Saturday night, and I was just like hanging out um, with my partner Amanda. And she, we're just like, I'm just like, oh, someone sent this music. I told her this guy he messaged me on Instagram, Randy, and he's gonna make. He says he's gonna make these songs, and he's like an actual musician and stuff. Like oh, that's cool. <laughs> and like, so uh, awesome. um. And so I played them, and she's like, "Oh, these are good. This is funky. Like, I like it, man. It sounds like a podcast theme." And, and I, 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 all I ask is like, "You got to put we don't care in there, and that's in there." Um, yeah. I, I like the little kind of the "Hey Jeff, Hey Craig" <laughs> that thing. That's really good. Um, oh, thank you, Randy. That's super fun. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I'll play it on the way out too. Well, well I'll, I'll play it. Kind of. Uh, if we're, we're gonna do it at Janky this first time because Jeff hasn't downloaded any of them yet or anything. But I'll play them at coming in and out of the breaks and stuff. And uh, yeah. I'll use all I'll use all the bumpers and stuff you gave us. I, it's over over the top, man. Um, I'll figure out a way to to thank you. Um, other yeah. than the shout out here, but I, I will say yeah. Um, let me get. Let me make sure I got his uh, uh, Instagram handle exactly right. Um, he is a Coog, obviously. Let's, yeah, it's ra- at 
Randy England music, exactly as you would think it's spelled R-A-N-D-Y. Um, so yeah, um, thanks Randy. Uh, um, all the way down from Nashville. That's where I used to live there too. So um, that also makes me happy. Well, every, um, everybody knows that all the real musicians live in Nashville. So oh yeah, uh, there's sure. there's hella good music in Nashville, like yes, outside of like is. the pop country and stuff. No like, doubt, it's, it's a it's a great spot. Um, I wish I had more money to go to shows when I <laughs> lived there. <laughs> um, all, all the good shows weren't free. Uh, I mean, I, there was very good musicians that would play free shows like like downtown, um, but they were playing like covers. But if you want to see right. the musicians play their original music, like you had to pay. And, and I was like super, super broke when I lived in Nashville working at Target. Uh, so we didn't get to go out to do that much. But yeah, um, again, thank you, Randy. This is Podcast versus Everyone. Um, I'm Craig Powers. Uh, with me is Jeff Neusser, as always. Yeah. Episode number 114. I wish it was 124 Gosh. or 24 or, or something like that. Or yeah, 40 yeah. or 72 or 32 or something or, or you know, whatever. Uh, 35. <laughs> yeah. There's a four in there at least. At least 89. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones. Uh, uh, yeah. So episode 114, which is 24 more than 90. So, you know, whatever. There we go. Um, but man, what a what a weekend! What oh a weekend for the men's hoops team. Yeah, um, I I told you I I threw this out on Twitter and stuff. Uh, we got to savor these weekend sweeps at least for now. Hopefully, they're not something to like savor in the future. But this is only the sixth time this has happened since two thousand nine, and there has not been more than one in any season since two thousand nine. So. We haven't had a lot of weekend sweeps lately. Even the two thousand, even Tony Bennett's teams had three, two, and two, so they weren't always happening. They just happen a little more frequently. But yeah, um, it feels great to you know you beat the team you're supposed to, and then you you beat the team that you weren't supposed to. So like that's you know when you're where the Cougs are to get a weekend sweep, that's what you got to do. Of course, against Oregon, they beat the team. Oregon, the Oregon schools, they beat the team they weren't supposed to, and they beat, they went the other way around. But, but man, so let's let, let's start let, let's start with the Cal game. Uh, kind of Noah Williams coming out party. Uh, I mean, what what an absolute thrashing of a Pac-12 opponent, which is another thing that this program has not done very often. It was just incredible, man, to see. I, and we knew coming in the weekend that we would not have Isaac Bonton. We saw that 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 hurt against UW, especially with the turnovers. Um, yeah. They really looked lost for the first half, but man, uh, they figured it out. Uh, they figured out what they were doing, but right away against Cal, and it was super fun to watch. Yeah, the big blowouts are not very common for us. Uh, Obviously, I think that it was like the biggest one since like 1993. I think yeah. is what it said. Yeah. Um, biggest, biggest win, biggest conference win since 1993. Uh, 1993 even predates my time as a Coug, uh, which you know is is kind of funny. And so yeah, we just we don't get to see these things very often. And Cal looked, you know, com- completely hapless. But you know, a lot of that was you know a lot of that was us. I mean, I think. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that some guys uh, took the loss to Washington a little bit personally. You know, I mean, I think they felt like they're a better team than Washington. And, and 
uh, I think that's pretty clear that they're a better team than yeah. Washington. Um, you know, and they lost, you know, because of, uh, you know, because of one guy, uh, you know, really kind of going, going crazy uncharacteristically, at least at that, at that kind of volume. Um, right. and then, you know, frankly, I mean, you know, we talked about this. Noah didn't have the greatest game, right? Like, um, you know, he got beat on that last drive by Sahonis pretty, pretty badly, right? Uh, just a little crossover and easy little floater. You know, that that's the kind of thing that apparently, you know, the, the Jordan meme, right? And I took that personally, you know, yeah, I like, like I, I think I think Noah took that personally because <laughs> he, you know, he came out and, uh, you know, just decided that that he he was going to be the man. And, um, you know, that was that was one of the things uh, that I wrote about today. Uh, one of the, one of the many things <laughs> that I wrote about today, because uh, I was I was feeling good uh, after beating Stanford, but um, you know, just that it's it's not as normal as I think casual fans think that a guy is like, give me the damn ball and I'm taking over. Um, that just is that's that's not as common I think as fans think. Fans, I think fans, you know, have this thing where they're like, well, everybody wants to take all the shots, and it's like. Uh, you know, maybe when you were in, you know, third grade on the playground, but, um, when you're talking, you know, high level college hoops and, and there's a lot riding on, uh, you know, what players do and how they perform and, you know, it's, uh, and, and then also, you know, the, the farther you get up the ladder in terms of, uh, competition, the more sort of keenly aware you become, you know, of your limitations and the things that maybe you don't do as well. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, there are not a lot of guys lining up to take 20 shots. Like that's not, um, that is just not a thing that, that guys are, are knocking themselves over to try and go do, um, you know, and part of the reason why Isaac Bonton has taken so many shots is because he's willing to, and he believes in himself and he's like, you know, I'll, I'll fine, I'll go do it. You know, um, not many players do that. And, you know, Noah didn't do that against Washington either. You know, everybody just kind of stood around and looked at each other. Um, and that's what usually happens when, when a go-to guy goes out. And, um, so he, he clearly decided he had enough of that. And, you know, against Cal came out and asserted himself and, you know, was aggressive and aggressive shooting threes and aggressive attacking the basket. And I mean, the, his his best play of the game was like this, you know, slicing drive coming from left to right where he oh, yeah. sort of curled. And man, I, I think he took two steps from the free throw line and just blew past about three guys and then just did this little like uh, I, I mean, I don't I don't I don't know how to how to describe it, but kind of dipsy do, you know, like yeah. windmill kind of layup thing as he was going in and. You know, when it went in and he got the N1, he just like, he just shrugged his shoulders like the Jordan game, right? Like, like he just yeah. palm, palms up, like they can't stop me. You know, it's, uh, it, it was really great. So, um, you know, to beat the hell out of, beat the, to beat the tar out of Cal, uh, you know, felt real good. Cause you know, anytime you are playing one of those teams that, you know, you feel like you're better than, uh, you know, you really want to beat them and you want to separate yourself a little bit. And so, um, especially you know, like a, you, they felt more like more vulnerable because Bontown was out. So you're like, man, if we, yeah. if we lose to UW and Cal because Bontown get injured, this, I mean, course, a week like, ago, just be frustrating. Yeah. When we recorded last week, we were like, um, you know, like we, we were not feeling like we, we were, I mean, we're certainly not feeling good about Stanford. And then we were, um, you know, not, uh, not feeling real great about Cal feeling. I mean, I think we both characterize it as a, as a toss up, 
at that point. Uh, yeah. Apparently not a toss up, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like we don't know anything. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, you know, it's one of the great, I mean, it's just sports in general surprise you, but college sports in particular, you know, guys do things and, um, you know, and they step up and they mature and they just, they, it's one of the really cool things about watching college sports is watching, you know, watching guys, um, you know, just, and girls develop just kind of right in front of your eyes, you know, and surprise you with, um, something that, you know, and sometimes they surprise their coaches, right? I mean, Kyle Smith talked about, I didn't know he had this yeah. in him. Like, like they surprise their coaches too. It's, uh, it's, it's one of the cool things I think that we love about college athletics and, and Noah definitely, definitely pulled that off, uh, starting with that game against Cal. Yeah. And, and what was really remarkable, especially about, so people, you know, think about, Bonton taking this like high volume of shots using a high number of possessions. Well, Noah went to territory that Bonton has never even touched. Like he had a 41% usage. So that's 40 when he was on the floor, 41% of WC possessions ended in him taking a shot, taking a free throw or turning the ball over. That's, and he only had two turnovers. So like, like it's, it's, it's just an absurdly high usage. Um, and then he was a 145 offensive rating, just incredibly efficient at that usage. At that point, you're just like, dude, take as many shots as you want. Like he yeah. was 12 of 20, four or six from three, four or five from the free throw line. Just unbelievably efficient. Um, had three oh, steals. Almost, almost a triple almost double. Almost a triple double. Yep. <laughs> and he pro- he might have been able to get it if, if they played the rest of the game. But like, I mean, it helps too when you're trying to get those assists. And Yakamovsky had nine assists in this one. He had nine assists in the next one, too. But, like, it helps when guys are making shots, right? And everyone was making shots. Like, everyone. I, I think even, like, the one guy that – Kuntz was only, like, two of four. And he's the one that's been tearing it up. But, uh, but you know, you got, like, Yakamovsky was finally hitting threes. Miles Warren hit a couple threes. DJ Rodman hit a couple threes. F.A. was, fin- FA was finishing down low. Uh, you know, really, like, the only guys that had, like – kind of not great days like Deshaun didn't have a great game he didn't play very much uh um and it was just uh like so it was uh it was wild just to see them obviously they went small uh this weekend um uh with Coons starting um instead of uh Jackson and then um obviously maybe a little bigger on the guards because they're they're I mean Yakimovsky is essentially playing a point forward and I wanted to talk about that because we're gonna we're gonna talk more about Noah, obviously. But one thing we saw, kind of, come like we always thought that he had this in him. Like when when you watch his highlights when he was, uh, you know, in Europe and uh, you know a teen, you know a younger kid and and stuff. He he looked like the point forward type. Yep. And they really let him be, particularly in the half court, the ball handler. And again, it helps when guys are making shots, but he's also finding guys making passes yeah. not turning the ball over not one nine assists not a single turnover and he was handling the ball a lot like his possession possession percentage was pretty high 22 um for him and and to only turn it over not turn it over at all um it was was awesome and and to finally find his stroke again from deep he still struggles to finish down low I, he's he, that's something I'm not expecting to approve this year. Yeah, that has to be next year. It has to be mental though. Like, I yeah, mean, he's, right. he's a he's good size. He's, he's strong. <laughs> like he can get off the floor 
Like, there's really no reason why he should be as poor finishing about around the basket as he is. So, I, I have a lot of I have a lot of hope for that. Yeah, for sure. But he was just uh, I love how they used him. We saw them going to this um, uh, in uh, last weekend as well, especially against um, UCLA and and. Uh, they're kind of forced into it last weekend because of foul trouble and stuff, but it actually was working well. Like it worked pretty well against USC and worked well against UW to like go uh, smaller. And, and it helps that Jazz has been playing so well. Yep. And and he was uh, Smith talked about how he was injured earlier in the season. Uh, it seems that he's better now because he looks just more energetic, more athletic, yep. more kind of. Braver. I mean, he he wasn't taking like this wasn't a game when he, he taking many shots, uh, but he's and and he really didn't fill up the stats in this one. But he's playing good defense, like which is what's always was kind of his uh, his Achilles heel. And and when he's when he's not hitting threes, and then he's also not playing good defense, and he just couldn't be on the floor. But you know, obviously injuries often affect guys on defense more than anything because it's so much reactionary, and and you got to be quick and. Um, so that was nice. Um, we, we really like, uh, we really thought that, uh, we'd need a lot more from Bamba, but he didn't really do much, but I don't know, just, he was just filling the body and, um, you know, Cal was struggling to score. So you got to think Bamba up top, uh, had something to do with that. Um, so yeah, all around, like Cal was 13 of 33 on twos. You love to see that. Yes, you uh, do. Um, they only had seven offensive rebounds. Oh, it gets better than that later. And so only, <laughs> they only grabbed, only grabbed 20% of their, uh, own misses, which is very low, low for them, low for anyone. Yeah. Um, they, they actually, uh, did, uh, um, pretty poorly on the offensive glass to or defensive glass too. Like we grabbed yep. 37%. Yep. So we just dominated the glass, which you wrote about this week. Um, I, I do want to, I wanted to point out something about, uh, I don't think you mentioned in your rebounding article. Um, WSU currently ranks uh, in the top 100 in both defensive rebounding percentage and offensive rebounding percentage. Ooh, I did not mention and, that. And that has never happened in the Kempom era. Ooh, they've not not even Ooh. close. They've never even been close. Like that's a is, nugget. They they've been really really good at defensive rebounding, especially yes. under the Bennett's. Yes. Um. Uh. But Ernie would never had never was good at either side, even with Hawkinson. Um. But that they have never been top one hundred in both, and they're currently they've risen to top one hundred in both. Um, so they're really attacking the glass on both ends. They're, you know, they're as you mentioned, they're a big team. Like so, um, you would hope they could rebound, and a lot of times, like rebounding is a is a mentality as much as anything. Like yeah. especially once you're tall, like if you just got to be aggressive. And so, like you said, it's it's Abagidi is the exceptional rebounder, and then everyone else is just kind of working at it like like we're like everyone else is solid yeah and so you you have everyone can grab a rebound that's on the sport especially especially when they're playing these like huge lineups like anyone can go grab a rebound like and and you don't even see noah grab very many because he doesn't need to like he's six five he could go get in there and grab one but he just doesn't need to you know i feel like so much of offensive rebounding is is really just giving a team permission 
to exactly. go do it, you know? Um, you know, just like letting them go, just turning them loose to go. So many coaches are, you know, terrified of transition defense that, um, you know, they, they, they refuse to let their team chase down offensive boards. They, they might let, you know, one guy, like that's what the Bennett's do. They're like, okay, you one guy close to the basket, feel free to go get an offensive rebound. Everybody yeah, else. Like Jay Huff right now for Virginia yeah, is like everybody else. seven footer. Just grab it. You go back, you know, which, you know, I, I mean, I kind of get, it. I mean, if you're, if you're going to play defense to the level that, that, you know, Virginia does, or we used to, or whatever, like, okay, fine. I, I, I can kind of get that, but, um, you know, so many other teams just do it. It's, it seems sort of out of sheer terror more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not that that was the case under Ernie Kent. I think that was really just a, <laughs> I think that was a talent issue mostly, um, because they were also getting beat in transition, uh, and having, you know, extremely short defensive possession times. Um, but you know, at the, at the same time, it's like, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of like telling guys, no, like go, like go do it, like go get it. You know, and that's and that's what they're doing right now. I mean, I, I mentioned that um, I, I kind of had some overflow stats for my story that I, I couldn't really figure out a way to wedge, wedge in. So I went I threw them down in the comments. And, you know, two of the guys who are, you know, really sneaky, good offensive rebounders are, you know, DJ Rodman and, and Jazz Koontz. Like they those yeah. are two guys. They get their hands on a lot of balls, man. They get they, they just they get their hands on a lot of balls. They pop pop them around. Um, and then of course, you know, FA ends up with a bunch in his hands and, you know, whenever Jackson or, or Vova are on the floor, you know, I mean, a lot of balls just kind of fall into their hands cause they're big guys. Um, and they, and they, and they stand close to the basket. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, and maybe that was some of the issue too previously, but at any rate, um, you know, it's just, it's, it, it's cool, man. It's like, it's, it's neat to be able to assert your will. Um, and you know, one of the things that I wrote about was, you know, it cover, it can cover up a lot of other flaws, you know, I mean, if you're not, if you're not a great shooting team and this is not a great shooting team, you know, they're, they're, no kidding. Be- yeah, they're better than they were last year <laughs> when they were 330th last year in, uh, in effective field goal percentage, but with CJ Ellaby, with CJ Ellaby, um, the big difference, like they, so last year they were able to make up for a lot of that with, uh, not turning the ball over. Like they were one of the best teams in the country at, in turnover rate. Well, obviously that's, it's not the case this year, which we've talked about. One of about. the worst teams. In one the of the worst teams in the country, but we've made up for it to some degree. Um, you know, the the shooting's only improved marginally, but the offensive rebounding's improved to a great degree, and the free throw rate. You know, the ability to get to the free throw line has improved to a great degree, and and those and then they've you know they're a good free throw shooting team now. I, I it seems like forever ago that they were like considered a bad th- free throw shooting team. Um, you know, they are they are now what you would consider you know, fairly just average, you know, they shoot 70 and a half percent from the free throw line on the season. That's, you know, about average, maybe, maybe like a tiny bit below average, but you know, right in that area. Um, you know, you can make up for a lot by getting to the free throw line and, you know, getting offensive rebounds. And by the way, that kind of one leads to the other, a lot of times, right. You get an offensive rebound, you get a foul. Um, but you know, I mean, they just, they, they, they do that. And you know, they just, that's one of the things I think that, um, you know, impresses me so much about, about the coaching staff is they just sort of figure out ways to maximize what they've got. And, you know, th- there's always sort of this debate, uh, like identity, right? Like, like when you look at Tony Bennett, for example, 
that's an easy one. Clear fingerprint. When you look down his Ken Palm stats, now Ken, those of you who don't subscribe to Ken Palm, like when you look down year by year at the different stats, they're color coded, right? Like, and it's mostly red versus green, which is, you know, red, bad, green, good. Um, you know, and what you see or, or not necessarily bad, but low. Right. So like, mm-hmm. um, so like the offensive rebound is always just red, you know, for them because they just don't even try. Okay. So that's fine. And there, there's like these fingerprint elements of it. But when you look at Smith, um, yeah. th- there's not really, th- there's not, I mean, there's some things, you know, like what, three point, uh, three point attempts against them is one that they definitely, that's definitely like a core value for him, you know, over the years, but there's so many other things that are just sort of like dependent, you know, the defense last year was really turnover dependent. Um, you know, because they didn't have big guys. Jeff Pollard was their center, right? At six eight yeah. or whatever he was. Um, and then this year, nope, it's it's two point defense, right? Not generating a lot of turnovers, but they are, you know, one of the best teams in the country in shooting defense because of uh because of their interior in, interior guys. So it's just it's it's really impressive the way that they they figure out how to maximize their guys to get, you know, the best possible results. They're up to thirty fifth now nationally in adjusted defensive efficiency. Um, which is the highest since do, 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 do. Uh, it's just uh, around what clay's last yeah team. clay's last clay's last 39th. year they were 39th yep yep and that was uh that was a lot of clay and d'angelo casto kind of leading that one so yeah it's just really cool yeah yep super cool super cool yeah it's yeah it, yeah i was gonna say like it, it, it's it's funny they're they're We've talked about it, and I, actually, let's talk about the Stanford game. Then we'll yeah. talk about more broad things. Just, yeah, coming in, you're just, you know, when I kind of wrote my preview, I was like, they shot really well from three last time, and they still were like 0.85 or whatever points per possession against Stanford at yep. Stanford or at yep. whatever the the Warriors Santa Cruz. facility, <laughs> Santa Cruz. Um, so it was like. What I said in the previous, like they need, they're gonna need to do more beyond the three point shooting, because if if shooting if shooting like forty five percent from three doesn't even get you to point nine points per possession, then you're doing and and they were awful inside. I think they were like ten to thirty or something like inside last time, but this time they were a little bit better finishing inside. And then they still shot the hell lights out, mostly Noah from three, but you know a few other guys too. And they, and then like you said, the offensive rebounding came around. They did just enough in that. It wasn't a huge offensive rebounding day, uh, but they did just enough in that to make up for you know going fourteen to thirty-five on two pointers and turning yep. the ball over twenty-two to 25 percent of the time. Like they still got to point nine six, so their offense was better. And so they, they were able to make a few more twos. Uh, they actually shot threes poor, but they shot more of them as a percentage of their shots, yep. uh, which if a team as good as Stanford is inside defending, it's not a bad strategy to hoist. Like, honestly, I know it's frustrating to watch at, at times, but yeah, I mean, it was really Yakimovsky and Noah were driving that. Uh, no one else really shot very well. Uh, F.A. made a very huge one, and we can talk about that one. Yeah. But, but obviously, you know, Free throws were big too in this one. Uh, Stanford shot them really poorly. WSU didn't. WSU got a few more attempts, not very many, but they made nine more. Um, so making your free throws, you know, shooting threes when the inside isn't working, 
uh, getting offensive rebounds at a solid rate, 35% against a team like Stanford. Uh, there's not typically a very good defensive rebounding team, but they, they were able to kind of outperform what they usually allow. Um, just excellent. Like just to, cause what I was thinking before it, they would have to be near one point per possession to win this game. And, and they were, <laughs> and they were, and, and, that, and that's, that's kind of, and I, they probably were above it before overtime started. Uh, that there was some pretty weak scoring in the overtimes. So besides the last one, that might have brought them up. But yeah, the last uh, one was pretty. That they, I mean, they not for Stanford. No, they yeah. went nine zero. <laughs> so yeah, like overtime. I mean, but we gotta talk again about Noah. Like he absolutely kept them in this game at yeah. multiple times. It looked like in the first half it was getting away. They started really hot, seven zero on ESPN News, and then they flipped over to ESPN two, and then it, then it immediately Stanford took over. And towards the end of the half, it looked like Stanford was going to run away with it. Um, but And it was frustrating because uh, De Silva hadn't played since the 13-minute mark because he got a second yep. foul. And we just they were still beating us. And it was, like, frustrating because like, you know if De Silva comes back. And when he did... In the second half, he definitely had an impact, even when he wasn't when he wasn't scoring, because we were paying so much attention to him. Uh, but you were just like, "How can we keep up if when like without De Silva, like if De Silva comes back, we can't even keep up?" But then Noah just went, "Fuck it!" Like he just uh, hit hit a bunch of threes. Like he he went, you know, he got that kind of like uh, generous uh, and one, but uh, we were owed that one. Um, I definitely want to rant about that. I'm going to want to rant about it right now. Let's yeah, let's let's take a break right, right take a little minute right here to rant. So um, why 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 was why was WCO owed a call right there, Jeff? Like why do you think the oh refs called God. that foul on uh, on Michael O'Connell when he kind of didn't even touch Noah? Like, yeah. So why why do you think they wanted to make that call at that time? Oh my God! After the FA technical foul that wasn't where it oh was my like. Gosh. So, yeah, I mean, F.A. erases a shot, yells and, at D.J. Rodman to go get the rebound, and then gets teed up because some ref thinks he's, you know, talking shit. And all of a sudden, like, everybody's like, what What happened? What happened? And then it comes out, oh, he went and apologized, but the T stands. Like, like yeah, are you ref, serious? Yeah, the ref apologized for it, but you still are giving the technical foul. It's and by insane. the way, this was a reporting from Theo Lawson, like that got this info. Like it's, and he's not like he got it. You know, had to heard some from someone on the floor, but but it's 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 nuts. Like what? Like one, why does the technical stand if you apologize for it? Yeah. Two, it's we always we always talk about it, Jeff. We always talk about it. Refs are calling what they expect to happen instead yep. of what actually happened yep. and he sees effa fa who's who just like i don't know does fa have uh a reputation for talking shit i don't i've never heard that not that i like, know and of I, like and also if you said if you block a guy's shot the way he did like absolutely you should be able to say like get that out of here get the get that the fuck out of here get that shit out of here whatever whatever you want wag your finger like Kembe mutombo whatever you want you dude like, come on, it's fun. It's basketball. A block shot is one of the most exciting plays. Like, especially casual fans are like, oh, big block shot. Well, he's got to retire. What? Like, but it's like, 
like all he was doing is yelling at DJ to grab the rebound. Yeah. But yeah, so but so he calls this expectation. Like he yep. expects that FA was talking shit. He wasn't. He was just communicating to his teammate. And you know, they had the two hundred fans in there. It was loud. He couldn't hear. Sorry, <laughs> they couldn't hear. You got to yell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. but it but it's like, it's just it's it's fucking that like like it, this is like peak like Pac-12 ref buffoonery. Like what the hell is this? Like you call the technical and then apologize for it. But by the way, Stanford gets a free point because they made one of the free throws right. Right. out of it. Like yeah. come the fuck on. Like you're you kidding me right now. <laughs> like this is such a joke. Like he has to have gotten reprimanded i would hope or something do you think like do you really think because i don't this by the way i don't know if you saw by the way in a game that went to overtime stanford was given a free point and we can talk about some other points that were yeah taken away later but Um, i don't know if you saw the the addendum to that but theo also tracked down that that same ref has now called four technical fouls on washington state this year so just really doesn't like WSU's not, players or, or Kyle Smith or Kyle Smith um, or, or Noah Williams or whatever. I mean, he, uh, so I'm, I'm looking at the games that he's done of ours. Um, oh, by the way, I saw Neil, uh, Neil Stover, uh, uh, who works for root and, uh, f- uh former, uh, WC basketball manager. He tweeted that it's the same ref that called the technical, on WSU in the 2009 Oregon game. No. Yeah. No, no camp. No way. <laughs> it is. It oh. is. <sighs> oh, I'm so oh, glad fuck. you didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. He, uh, by the way, he, he refed the, uh, the, the Apple cup game in Seattle that Noah got double teed. Um, oh. I don't know if he, I don't know if he called both of those, but. Um, but Noah that was, wasn't saying enough. He had to. That was that was the, the other game guy. where Noah got double teed. He refed that game. Uh, did Kyle Smith also get one in that game? I don't remember. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So his name's Tony Padilla, and yeah. Neil tweeted at Neil Stover. I'm still waiting for Tony Padilla to apologize for the tech he called on us with 0.2 seconds left in 2009 that cost uh. us a win over Oregon. Him and Mike Littlewood. I have opinions. Yeah, Mike Littlewood, yeah. of course. But yeah. but come on, Tony Padilla. How is that possible? He's the same fucking guy. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and this could have very well cost them the game. It could have. Like, it was, I, could one very of very well have cost them the one game. of however many calls that could have cost them the game. Um, I mean, that's that's sort of, that was sort of the thing as the game was going on. I I I did more yelling at my TV about officiating than I, than I have done in a really long time. Like, I mean, I, I, obviously these are not the sorts of things we keep track of, but, um, but I'm, I'm <laughs> let me pretty, see how many yells did I do? I mean, I'm you pretty, can look at the chat, the Slack chat, yeah. like, just like how many all caps bullshits like, there are <laughs> when I'm watching the second half of a game, even if it's a close game, you know, typically I'm, I'm trying to kind of watch the game and I'm into the game, but I'm also kind of trying to do a little bit of writing. Like I, you know, I don't want to spend three hours after the game writing a recap or something. Like I'm trying to get a little bit done. Um, and so, you know, and I'm, and, and plus as I'm watching the game, like, like I'm into it, but I'm, I'm a tiny bit emotionally detached, just trying to kind of think through how mm-hmm. this is going to fit with my story and like all this stuff. Right. 
Um, but this game, I, I just, I just was not because it was just so, so bonkers. Um, and, and all I could think was that's, that's another call that could cost us the game. That's another call that could cost us the game. That's, I mean, until it was finally over and we had finally actually won the game, I just kept thinking like they're going to lose this game and I'm going to be like, like, like apoplectic about these calls any one of which would have changed the course of the game, right? Like, like I mean, there, there was, there was the T, there was the, um, the and one at the beginning of the second half that wasn't because they called it, you know, on the floor, which was just fucking yeah. insane. Noah, Noah got fouled. <laughs> clearly, an upward while motion, he was in the air. The shot, like, while he was in the air, finishes the shot. We we saw um, against Cal. last weekend. Against it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't it was last week. It was just on player, Thursday. Yeah, a player got fouled, took a full step, and laid the ball in, and they gave it and one. Uh, it like he so took a full ridiculous. step before leaping. Yeah, and uh, it's absolutely like, insane. That was like, especially when it's so bang, like it's so quick. The shot goes up so quick, like yeah. it goes up as you're whistling. Yeah. Like, how do you not give that? That was literally like how Noah shoots free throws. An eighty percent free throw shooter. So you're saying like it's an eighty percent chance that they took away three play three points. Right. There's a tw- there's a hundred percent chance he took away two points. Yeah. Like it it, it it in a game that went to overtime. And um, Yakimovsky Yakimovsky smokes the layup right after that. Like you're just like uh, oh my god, you know. But then there were you know there was the the five second call at the end of regulation. There was the the no foul call on Noah's game tying three. We haven't gotten there yet, but I mean it's just like. There, there was. I mean, it's just there was a, then, it, what should have been De Silva's fifth foul. Yeah, on a tra- something on a charge, a, a charge every time. Yep, every time because yep. almost everything is called a charge. Yep, Noah was there. Yep. He was not. He was standing still, waiting for De Silva to run into yep. him. De Silva lower, you know, hits him with the shoulder. Was kind of taking two steps, like he wasn't like even dribbling the ball. Like he was charging towards the basket. It's just something that's always called. But maybe when the best player on the floor, well, the second best that day, was on the floor, like is uh, you know the the, the all pack twelve guy for the team that desperately needs this win for their tournament, like hopes. Yeah, maybe we don't whistle that fifth foul on him. Noah's yeah. only got one, so yeah. let's call it on him. It's so um, ridiculous. It's it's absolutely nuts. Like it, just every time. Like every, I'm gonna say like anytime a, a block charge is called a block at this point, I'm stunned. Yeah. And then at that one, I was just pissed. But let's let's just wind back a little bit. We're, we're, we we always got to bitch about the rest. It's part of part of our uh, identity as a yeah, podcast. At this but, point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I will say there was enough in this game where you were like, this is on purpose, like. Like I, I was like hundred percent in the, in the moment I'm like, Stanford needs this win. The PAC 12 needs them to if win. If we game. were, if we were talking about European soccer, we'd be talking about this being a little match fixy. Like we'd be like, you know, this is, uh, <laughs> it's kind of feeling like somebody's maybe got a little bit of a vested interest in the outcome here. Well, and you could say, I mean, maybe you argue, well, then why was De Silva in foul trouble? It's because he like had a ton of like very obvious fouls before that on defense. Yeah. Like he got matched up on one on one with Noah, and Noah just went after him. And you know, like it, it, it's it's like yeah, you could say that, but at the same time, there was so many just like 
why did you call it that way? Especially as it caught down to it, like, you know, as it got down to it. Um, but let's rewind a bit back before halftime. Noah really keeps them in it. Um, he, they, they're, I think they were down, but actually let me just pull up the, um, kind of the game flow here. Uh, they were down, uh, by, was it more than 10 or, um, let's see, they were down by seven, I want to say, uh, at one point. Um, and then Noah kind of just kind of went nuts. Uh, you know, three point play, a three, uh, brought him back, uh, to be a one point game at halftime. And then he comes out scores the first bucket of the second half uh, off of a nice inbounds play uh, that they, it's funny to see them run these plays for Noah that they were running for Bonton. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, he comes in and, and knocks that down and WC takes the lead. And at that point you're like, all right, game on. Like, uh, like they're, they're going to be in this, but still Stanford makes a little bit of a run you know, they, it's not like a, not like a legit run, but they do enough. And it really happened right after that, uh, blown and one call that you talked about. Um, that could have made it, um, I think it was 33, 31. We, we like, could have had WCU a could have taken the lead, yeah. but instead, uh, uh, Stanford went and, uh, actually it might've been, t- you know, 33, 31. Yeah. And then Stanford went and scored the next three buckets Suddenly up there, up 39-31, uh, Kempom, as their win percentage at that point, is like 83%. Yep. Um, and that's about what you felt at that point. Like, duh. Yeah, man. I mean, I remember you got on Slack and we're like, oh, this this is it. This is it. Yeah. This is the run. This, this is where they pull away. This is it. But Noah Williams said no. Noah like, said, no, sir. Said no. No, sir. Like, he just... Oh, it was nuts. Like it's so. I mean, he ends up scoring. Cool. Like, just... There were thirty-four points scored in the second half. He scored twenty-one of them. Like it was literally just every time the game through. Now they had a hard time catching up, but every time yeah, the game... they could never like that was so frustrating because they they would always get yeah. it to like to two they, and it was then like three, it would get four, extended five, out to three or four. Six. Yeah. It was it was like right in that neighborhood, like pretty much throughout the entire second half. But the the thing was like it, it could have very easily gone to seven or 10 or 12 repeatedly. And Noah just kind of like kind of kept holding it down, holding it down, holding it down, keeping it within two, three possessions instead of five and or then, six or seven possessions, you know? And then I think we got a three, finally, finally, uh, Yaki after, I think they had like three different chances to tie it on a three, which offensive rebounding baby. Um, and he knocks it down. Uh, they tied at 57. There's only like, what, three minutes left. You're just like, please don't go into your, like one of your classic, let's not score for a while modes. And they kind of yeah. did that. Like kinda they kind of did it. They went, they went <laughs> blank on their next like four possessions. Stanford didn't do much. Uh, it, in there, there was, uh, um, I believe it was uh, Deshaun's fourth foul, a clean block of De Silva, oh. a very clean block. They called a foul. Uh, that he made a free throw. That's one of the points. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I think the block charge was in there. Um, but uh, Noah hits. You know, they get up to sixty-two fifty-seven, and there's just over a minute to play. And you're like, we need something special now. Like that's yep. you're just like. And it was like, do we even have it? I don't know. Like, but then Noah hits another three, 
Yep. 62-60. They get it back, 63-60. And you're, okay, they got a chance, but Noah misses at the rim. And you're like, fuck, okay, we almost yep. did it. And then it. they get, and then Jackson yeah, then. <laughs> almost gets the offensive rebound. Jackson almost, get, like almost he gets his hands it. on and they get tied up. And then yeah, they it, get tied up. And then it turns over um, to Stanford. And yeah, and so then they they've got to inbound like oh all I gotta do is inbound the ball and then they're gonna get fouled to go make a free throw and it's over right, well, right. <laughs> one ref calls five seconds, and 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 and, and Kyle Smith looks like happy, you know, yeah. but like coach happy where I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. smile, but yeah, we got it, all right. Obviously, we got the, it. Okay, let's go. Is, the sidelines erupting behind him. Yeah. But then, then he looks over, sees the, the ref in the back has granted a timeout to Stanford. <sighs> and uh, fantastic he loses his reaction shit. from Coach. He, he loses his shit. It's awesome. We all felt Love that, that one, man. You know like, what? Though, yeah, like, that's what we all did. On, like, just, just as like a little I just, I was note. just like, no, no. And like yeah. my daughter is like, what's wrong, daddy? Oh. I'm like, I was screaming. Yeah, it was my, you know, I, we, we've, you know, mentioned this before, but, but my boys will not watch games with me because I am too much. Like I am just like, I, I'm too intense. I'm, I'm a ball of stress. I'm, I'm yelling at people that can't hear me. You know I mean? I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm, you know, my, my wife, God bless her. She loves me and she generally won't watch games. It's just like, it's, it's too much for everybody. Right. Like I, I give myself ulcers, you know, watching these games and, uh, and yeah, I was audibly screaming at the television. Um, and I, I was up out of my chair, which doesn't often happen. Usually I'm just sort of yelling from my chair, you know, while I'm holding my beer. Um, well, I'm, I was always, up out I, of my... I'm often standing up in these situations. Which we'll get yes. Into yes. We, we, we'll get into that in a sec. Um, and so I was just like, uh, yeah, there, there was loud yelling at the television. And, um, but I, you know, I kind of, honestly, I, I kind of felt like it was going to happen because, yeah. you know, just about any coach worth their salt knows, okay, we'll call a timeout. knows to call a timeout. The problem or came says, from the, yeah. the problem came from one official blowing his whistle and putting his hand in the air for five. And then all of a sudden some other guy comes in. No, wait, wait, wait. I got a timeout. Like, no, that's not, that's not how it works, man. That's not, if, if he, if he was calling that timeout late enough that you couldn't blow your whistle before the other yeah, guy blew his whistle, it, that's not how it works. Well, as WSU knows in games against Stanford in 2003, 2004, yeah. sorry, oh my, my freshman year, I was at the game. WSU knows that if you call timeout in that last second, the refs aren't going to grant it. They should. They're not supposed to grant it. Like if if you're at four point five on the way to five, the refs are not supposed to grant that timeout. Yeah, like that's it's, bullshit. Yeah, and but like because I remember in that Stanford game in 2004. Marcus Moore turned and looked at the ref and was calling timeout and the ref stopped, look at him and put five fingers right in front of his face. Like, cause that's what refs like will do like, okay, sorry, you called timeout too late, but this yeah. one, they're like, no, no, he called timeout. It's fine. The coach called timeout, which in that situation, like that's kind of one of the problems with coaching is be able to call timeout. Like they can just scream timeout whenever they want, apparently. And yeah. then if a, if a ref hears it, that it counts. 
like the refs that are supposed yeah. to be like watching the play on the like on the court. An easy um, way to solve it is eliminate coach timeouts. Like that that should be a no brainer, honestly. You know, just players. Which I have feel to call like they've done at point and, at like different points. They've like tested yeah. players have to call timeouts and and that's it. But anyway, so Stanford, you know, gets their timeout and Kyle Smith is, you know, losing his mind. Apoplectic. And, yeah, and you know, I I. As a little bit of a side note, like I think it's pretty, you know, the the longer we spend around this team and and the closer we follow them, um, I th- I think it's pretty easy to see why he's able to get the most out of his players, and not even just talking about not, not even talking at all about basketball strategy, just like just as a leader, you know, it's it's it, number one. Um, it's, it's clear that he believes in his guys, right? Like, like he, he instills that confidence all the time. I mean, even after the game, he was like talking about FA making that three pointer. And he's, he's like, you know, uh, yeah, we just, we just kept telling him, keep shooting it. You'll be fine. We, I just want him confident. I want him, I want him doing that. And I mean, he even talked about how they drew up a play for FA to shoot a three on the first possession of the second half. It didn't work because they thought Stanford was going to play a ball screen a certain way. And then they didn't play it that way. And then he didn't get a shot, but they were like, no, we wanted him to get a nice open look and see if he could hit one. You know, it's like, he just has this, um, unwavering belief in his players that clearly rubs off on them, you know, and it's, it's with, you know, it's with no, I mean, he'll, he'll make jokes and say, you know, yeah, they've got a few gray hairs from that, but you know, inside he's like, yeah, hell yeah. You know, um, you know, and he did that with Ellaby and with, with Bonton both last year and this year, like, like just like, you know, I think that most casual fans first, uh, first thought is, you know, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And, and I think that's human nature too. Smith yeah. has this way of just being like, no, I want to listen. If, if, if they're doing enough good things, like, like I want to encourage the good things. And if I encourage enough good things, then the bad things will kind of not have a lot of space. Right. Like, like he just is constantly wanting his guys to be confident and loose and playing free. And man, you love playing for a guy like that. You know, it's like it's it's really hard to play for someone um, or, or just like it's not even just playing with something like in a job, whatever. Um, if you feel like if you screw up, you're going to get you know, you're going to get it right. Um, it's pretty clear Kyle Smith is not that kind of coach. And even when I mean, just look in the sidelines and you can just tell when somebody makes a stupid play, like he just sort of claps his hand together and is like. Okay, and you, and you know that it's it's not like a it's not like a like a laissez faire thing where it's like you know whatever's clever, but um, but he he would rather err on the side of encouraging guys, and then you see his passion come out, right? Like like we see it come out, we see saw it come out in that five count, we see it come out sometimes in uh, the technicals that he's gotten this year, um, and, and not necessarily technical fouls are good, but you know it's it, it's just I think it's a it's a reasonable proxy of his passion. Well, a lot um, of the technical fouls are often because he's defending. His yeah, that's exactly and, right. And how the it's game exactly is being right. called against them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, players see that and they pick up on mm-hmm. that. And and it's it's really not it's not hard to see why they trust him and why they play hard for him, and and why he's able to get the most out of the guys, um, literally everywhere he's been. Like like this isn't just you know Wazoo. I mean, this is Columbia. This is San Francisco. This is wazoo like you can see why guys 
like playing for him. And, um, and so, you know, when he, when he lost his mind, you know, I was losing my mind, but I was even, I was like, as I was watching it, I was like, wow, that's okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, thank goodness he didn't get teed up for that. Cause I've I mean, seen guys, I've seen guys refs- get teed up for less than that. Yeah, so. but like that's one of the things where like I remember looking at him like, man, I'm surprised that Pac-12 refs didn't blow and just end the game on a technical yeah. foul there because yeah. you see that happen like because the game isn't over yet like Stanford still has to make a free throw and and if they would have called that they would have given four chances to make the winning free throw but they didn't call it so I'll give them credit there yeah because like they Smith lost his goddamn multiple mind. ones it, by that yeah. Point. Yeah, um, but man, so they they get to inbound the ball, and it, you know what's interesting? Uh, Stanford passed it into Dijon Davis, who's an eighty percent free throw shooter, and then let him pass back to Michael O'Connell, the freshman who had had one of his best games he's ever played, at, at, you know, in his freshman season up to this point. Well, like, he's, he was playing really he's well. He's also a good free throw shooter. He's, like yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's eighty-four. Like well, he was eighty-four percent before this game. Oh, okay. There and you go. so, so, uh, uh, so you're like, okay, well, you know, you let him, but but then you're like, okay, it's the freshman. I, I get that, you know. And this kid who has had a great game up until then, like you know, like he he's one of the reasons Stanford is about to win, especially with the Silva having done almost nothing, you know, whatever. And but man, the look on his face <laughs> when he went to the line—he was absolutely shitting himself. Also, can I say, Poor guy. the most Stanford-looking motherfucker I have ever yeah. seen. Like, yeah. that is this like, is an extremely like, Stanford team, right? Yeah, like if you had to like just, just like create a, like an auto auto create a Stanford player in like yeah in a video game this is what he would look like like this is like a 6-2 point guard with like a huge chin and yeah. and like a dark hair like kind of slicked back like oh my god yeah. this is this is a stanford player he's probably incredibly smart uh whatever yeah. but man he was terrified and oh my god after he misses the first one oh, that yeah. second one i like he's got he had a brown spot in his pit like I, he definitely did oh, yeah. like he was shitting his pants like well, it's he like, looked it's one thing horrified. when it like kind of rims off um it's another thing when it's like when it clanks just complete brick city like wasn't even close Twice. and you're like the after the first one, i'm like oh my god he might actually miss that second one too like it was so bad it was so bad and stanford definitely did us a solid down the stretch missing some free throws yeah which it's just nice to get that bit of luck on this team who's playing without their you know their best player and they're playing without like you know that they're 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 the lesser team they're playing a fucking roster where you got 35 minutes of one junior and uh, out of the how many minutes 55 times four or 55 times five 50 times five is 250 five times five 25 so 275 minutes, 37 were played by gut juniors. None were played by seniors in this game. Yeah. You have that going against a, a, an experienced Stanford roster. And, and so we are deserved a little bit of luck right now. You know, like, it's like, come on, like, give yeah. us a fucking break. 
Like, yeah. And and we got a break when he missed, like when he shit his pants, and he continued shitting his pants throughout the rest of the game, which is funny. But uh, especially in that third overtime. Um, but uh, but and then of course, by the way, they, they break. They don't even try to rebound. There, they they pull yeah, all what? four guys. I don't get that. I don't I, I know you're worried about the foul, but also if you foul. Like, it's a two, the worst it's two thing shots. that happens is they get two shots. They get two shots. Well, and but then you're you thinking, can take two to three seconds off of the yeah. charge down the court well, by just I mean, making them fumble around for the free yes, rebound. That's exactly it. Jared Haas is a uh, a fundamentally conservative coach. Like mm-hmm. so, like we saw that with De Silva, right? So with two fouls, boom to the bench, like. 13 minutes on the bench, you know, in the first half. Yeah, they could have um, put that. Like, that's why I think they could have probably put the game away in the first half if he just he leaves is, De Silva on the yep. court. Haas is, uh, they are 240th in two foul participation. So Ken Palm has a has a stat to measure um, how, many, how many minutes go to guys when they have two fouls. Um, you know, just kind of trying to measure that for different teams and how aggressive coaches are. Uh, you know, Stanford's 240th in that. They rank 240th in that. So, um, you know, he just, it's clear that he's super conservative. WSU's 88th, by the way. Yeah. Which also is a function of their roster, too. But, but, but Right. Yeah. So, you know, so he misses the second free throw. We get a clean rebound with 10 seconds, and Noah's able to, you know, just sort of like, kind of, you know, charge right up the floor. Um, you know, cause if you, if you put even just a couple guys in there, you know, maybe they get a hand on something, maybe the ball, you know, maybe you gotta you burn. go chase it in the corner. Yeah. It goes maybe, out of bounds. And we got no timeouts, you know, no timeouts. Right? So it goes maybe out of bounds, they can set up seconds. a press. Yeah. You know, you know like, I mean, just something, you know, although there's no way Haas would have set up a press. No, no. But instead they're going to let them gonna, walk it up. Instead they're going to drop, you know, four guys plus the free throw shooter um, you know, nice clean rebound and Stanford's going to set up their defense. And I mean, you can't stop Noah Williams, right? Not, I mean, I, you, you had that feeling at that moment. You're like, he is so on fire right now. Like, please just don't foul him. Like, just let him get like, we need to see Noah get a shot up right now. And, yeah. and Kyle and Kyle Smith said it. He's like, he was getting worried that Noah was taking too long. Because teams are not usually going to foul until like that between that like six to three second range, right? You know, to the point where if you foul them, you know it's going to be hard for them to get another shot, another good shot down the floor. Right. So like you try, but he put it up around you know five seconds. And I'm not. I mean, I'm not shocked that Stanford didn't foul, um, considering how good we'd been on the offensive glass. You know, so I mean, yeah. that's I mean, that's a consideration, right? I mean, you know, you, you foul it's Noah not Williams. Like, yeah, we say, it's like a fifty-fifty proposition, yeah. fouling or not fouling. It's it's not as clear cut as as a lot of people think. Um, so you know, I mean, WSU puts in you know Deshaun Jackson, they put in Vova, they put in Fa, and just like you know, try and go get. I mean, that's what they would have done, right? Yeah, try and go get an offensive rebound with the, with those three guys, and you know, Vova, I, I don't Vova didn't play. You know, but he would have been in there at that point. So, you know, I mean, it's it's not as clear cut. So I, I don't have any problem with not fouling. But, man, they did not they did not play Noah very tight, which was weird. Yeah, they let him dribble all the way up yeah. to about but to about 25 feet. And they didn't press him when he got to the, the three-point line. It's not like he had to take a shot five steps beyond the free throw or three-point line. 
Like he yeah, was they able didn't to run. Press it. They, he was able to the, run the right up to the line. Defender didn't even check him until yeah, yeah, twenty five probably is wrong. Like I mean, kind feet. of, kind of a little fake ball screen. Like it wasn't a real screen, but it was just kind of like just a little yeah, bit of interference. He yeah, he wasn't going to take it. No, know, I mean, just a like, little bit of interference, and he he got a you know remarkably clean look, which he buried. And then what, Craig? Well, I mean, it was an exciting moment. <laughs> I'm, you know, like I'm standing in front of my TV as I as I do, as I do for every game, but you know, every close game of my sporting teams. Uh, you know, uh, I always, you know, the the women's hoops teams. Every goddamn game they play is down to the wire, um, and then, so I'm up there. Uh, uh, you know the Sounders. Uh, you know I, I, I definitely did some manu- some of the similar maneuvers when the Sounders came back and beat Minnesota in the Western Conference Finals. Um, but yeah, so we got a nice little area rug. Um, we've recently flipped it, so like it's like a different direction, and it and it and it and it does seem a bit more slippery since we did that. Like we like we changed the grain from or something. I don't know. So. Um, Noah hits that shot, and I instinctively just, if, if any of you have ever watched or been around me at a WSU sporting event, and I have many people that can back this up, and, and you see some of the responses on Twitter and whatever, um, I, uh, um, I, I I just leaped, I, I well, I tried to, I turned and, and leaped, and I was like, <laughs> Noah, and I just like turned, and then I... My foot, I feel it slip back a little bit, and then I just feel like a pop. Oh, no. And I and I and I'm like, and I just kind of stumble back down. I'm like, oh, and my daughter, I think she was in the other room. She comes, she heard me, and she comes running in. She like that, like my beautiful, almost sometimes terrible three three year old daughter, um, but I love her. Um, uh, she comes in and she's like, Daddy, you okay? Uh, do you have an owie? Do you need a bandit? I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know. 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 And um, I don't have time to think about that right now. Thankfully, it was like a break in the game at that. It's like right. trying to like watch the heave, you know, at the end. And and, and like I, I try to put my foot on the ground. I put my, you know, my is my left leg. I put it on the ground and uh, it just feels like my floor is completely uneven and i'm like i have done something wrong your floor is not uneven i mean it's an old Um, house i mean it is a little bit we got it it's sink but it is but not like that but um uh so yeah i'm i'm just like this isn't good uh am i in you know b's like daddy daddy are you okay like daddy's just just Daddy's just, just really happy. Right it's now. okay. Daddy's, Daddy's just really happy. It's fine. <laughs> like, so I'm just like, I, I put, I went on the Slack, and I don't think many people pay attention to it because, like, we're all just like, it's like no, all caps, like no, I saw Williams. it. I saw fuck? it, and I was like, and there's oh, like guys. I, I think okay. I just blew. <laughs> I just think I just. I think I just blew out. Blew out my uh, Achilles. <laughs> and <laughs> like, I was like, oh, it's hurt. It's bad. Um. I but remember, then you I'm didn't just, talk like, much about it, it after. You didn't talk much about it after that, you know. So well, like, eh, at that well, point, I'm just like so locked bad. in. I'm like, hey, the game is still <laughs> happening. Now they really need to win this fucking game. I hurt myself during this game. 
Like, they uh, have to win this game at this point. Like, this story can't end with WSU losing the game that I, right. like, so, so that I hurt myself. So, I, you know, we watched the rest of the game and whatever. Later in the night, I, I have myself convinced because I can, like, move on it and didn't hurt that bad. I'm like, oh, if I, like, busted my Achilles, like, I've seen, like, you know, players do this and they, like, are screaming in agony on the ground. And so I'm like, oh, maybe I didn't do that. Um, you know, my sports injury, of course. Um, but yeah, so I, I, you know, my, my partner is a nurse practitioner. She comes home and, uh, we're convinced it's just, you know, like, a like I like strained my calf or something. Cause like, it kind of hurts like higher up my leg more. Um, and so like, okay, it's fine. But yeah, we get up the next day and it's like quite a lot more swollen and it's getting swollen in places that are a bit concerning, and and we do. <laughs> and you sent me a picture. Uh, I will say you sent me a picture. Yeah, and I was like, hey, yeah, you, that that I'm looks like, yeah, bad. Yeah, so about you. Do you remember me that saying that? Yeah, about that. Uh, it's pretty serious. Uh, well, later in that night, my my daughter, who I had told like, okay, the rest of the day has got because you know how like a a, a three year old will be this like what there's like right those like follow you around. Oh like, yeah incredibly oh, yeah. close oh yeah and so she was doing that and she slipped and she hit the back of my ankle with her knee like to the and point so hard that i was like die. i was like going fuck like ah like are you okay like you hit me so hard like and she's like <laughs> ow ow and i'm like what did you hit like like it was either her, i was like this is either her head or her knee yeah. just hit me like it's not yeah. like and so she bat so she racked me in the knee i'm, I, I'm like Oh my God! Having a three-year-old with like a, a significant injury to your lower leg is just like yeah. not a good combination. No. So yeah, the next day, you know, uh, it's like a night after Amanda gets she was at uh, working, and, and so she gets back, and uh, uh, she uh, uh, we're just like, she's like looking it up because you know she's got her curiosity. Like this is what she does for a living. Yeah, right. Um, she she finds this test where you can kind of like squeeze your calves, and then like your if your if your Achilles is properly connected, your foot should just kind of like you you kind of sit with on your knees on a on a chair and then you squeeze the calves and your foot your foot should kind of react a bit like you know like kind of when you uh, right, hit your right. elbow or whatever, whatever yeah, it is yeah. reflexes um, yeah. or when you knock your knee and your leg kicks or whatever it is, um, but we did that one and it, it was just nothing was happening like it was totally so it's like okay. I gotta, I gotta call. I gotta, I gotta make an appointment. So I made an appointment with, like, well, I call uh, an orthopedic sports medicine type place, and and they, you know, uh, tell me I have to have a referral. Uh, thank you, United Healthcare. Um, uh, I have to have a referral. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know what this is. Like, yeah. uh, it seems pretty clear cut from like a pretty common injury. Yeah. Lots Super of people fun. have it. Every There's, everybody's got to spend more money. In order to yeah. jump through the hoops. Oh, so I went to the urgent care place and yeah, sure enough, like, uh, they, they diagnosed it as that, you know, x-rays clean, no broken bones or anything. So I'll have to do like an ultrasound to see, but I will say, uh, they said it was only partially torn. Like he thinks it's only partially torn, which is good, uh, for my recovery prospects and all that. But, uh, yeah, so I, I injured, I tore, I ruptured, which is a, it sounds worse because it's a tendon. So you say ruptured instead of tore. Uh, I ruptured my Achilles tendon celebrating 
Noah's game tying three. Um, I will say I'm pre- I tweeted out a picture of myself in crutches and a boot and t- and tagged Noah. And let's be honest, I was tagging Noah because I wanted him to see it. Um, and he <laughs> Wait, did is that why people tag things? Yeah. Well, yeah. one, I wanted to see it because I thought he would make him laugh or, or say, you know, like, yeah. you know, just like, no, like, I love you this much, buddy. Like, yeah. And uh, two, like, I, so I'll say I kind of went through a bit, a bit of a crack. Like, so the night went like last night when uh, when we were trying to figure out what it was. And then we came to that conclusion. I was just like pissed at myself. I'm like, you idiot. Like, like you just just can't happen like like yeah. now you have to tell the story of this is why you hurt and like when i went to urgent <laughs> but, care like I mean, they're like the first that i was a nurse practitioner he's like uh were, were you like playing sports or something you know? <laughs> no i was celebrating not in quite my room. someone else was playing sports yeah i was um, i was so, watching uh, it was very active so i was like I was just like, last night I was like, I don't want to talk about it. I was so mad at myself. I was so embarrassed. But like, I, I told you this, Jeff, like one of my like coping mechanisms has always been like self-deprecation. And so it's just like, I told you, I, t- I was telling my boss about it earlier in the morning, like the next, this morning. And then I just immediately blurted out like, why? And I sent her the video of the three. And I was like, this is what happened. Like at this very moment is when it happened, blah, blah, blah. So I just realized like, I just got to lean into this. And make yeah. it part of the brand. Like this is part of the the Craig Powers brand. Well, I mean, Craig, and, and- Craig, 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 Craig. <laughs> this is not the first time you've hurt yourself. Now, this is the most serious. No doubt, this is the most serious. But this is not the first time you've hurt yourself celebrating a game. Like, I mean, you've had. I, I mean, I, I there there was one time that you. I mean, listen, I am certainly no doctor. But I, you might have been concussed, buddy. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, oh, man, you're going way back. <laughs> yeah, uh, the uh, the Oregon State win in 2010. Yep. Uh, when yep. I um, when I was living in Nashville, and uh, when they got the win, I was so excited. You know, obviously wins were at a premium back yep. then. Yep. Um. And I got so excited. I think it was our first Pac-12 win outside since the 2008 Apple Cup. And I just ran through my house and was jumping and cracked my head uh, on the ceiling and was bleeding from my head. And if you go back on the game, on the game thread, you can see it in there, <laughs> me saying that. <laughs> So this is like, uh, this is just like, it's funny, all the number of people that have, like, even I, I it's funny, I talked to a friend who's not a coo, she actually went to ASU, but like, uh, she's a friend, like, in my industry, a very good friend who, I, she, you know, we haven't talked in a couple of years, but we, we kind of, we kind of reconnected recently and we, we wanted to have a chat about what she was doing with her company and stuff or whatever. And uh, we, we were talking and we were just, you know, catching up and. I'm telling her about it. And she was just like, uh, that may, yeah, I'm not even surprised. Like, like, cause it's just like anyone who knows me, uh, knows that I'm like stupid about this stuff and like get overly excited. Like anyone's ever watched a game with me, probably in person or not. Um, like if, if you just watch a game with me on TV, 
like yes. in a public place like yes. it, it uh like it's just uh you, you've seen the the absurdity of my reactions to things and i it's funny like i think i've i don't know if i've told a story like um when the seahawks were making their run to the super bowl in 2013 2014 uh i was on some like uh uh, uh antidepressant meds and i noticed like throughout the season i was just like I'm just not reacting to stuff the way that I remember. So before the the Super Bowl, I intentionally stopped taking them for a few weeks uh-huh. so that I could live the full of my reactions <laughs> when watching the Super Bowl. And so, like, and I I don't like uh, I've 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 done counseling stuff like uh, um no, no one's ever fixed fully from that, but uh, you know I. To the point where I didn't feel like I needed the meds anymore, but like, but, uh, but, but now I'm, you know, I just like fully like emote to things and it, uh, it, it cost me a, a tendon, uh, this time. Um, and, and Achilles, it's my Achilles heel, if you will, is, is now <laughs> my absurd reactions. Oh, Quite it. literally, my Achilles is. Is the way I react, and 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 if you listen to our mega cast about the 2006 2007 season, which if you uh, subscribe to this feed or you're new to this feed, I wholly recommend going back and listening to that, and also the Rose Bowl season one, which Jeff was on. But we have the one, you know, we had the olds and the less olds. Um, uh, so uh, we, I, I talked about how I um, was nearly arrested once for my. <laughs> or uh, accused of inciting a riot at a Cougar basketball game when I was in school. So um, a lot of like people that knew me from then and has been to games with me, they're like, eh, yeah, this is, this is on brand. And so I decided to lean into it. You know, I, you know, I'll share it. I put it on my Instagram. I put it on my Twitter. Um, I pretty sure this is the most likes I've ever gotten on a tweet. Like, I don't, like I, thanks everyone. I appreciate your support. Yeah. Whether you're laughing at me or whether I don't know, I've gotten a lot of comments where people are like, "Good to know that I'm not the only one that yeah. reacts like that." Like, hey, watching listen, the game. like it is only by the grace of God that none of the rest of us have blown out an Achilles <laughs> trying to like either celebrate it, or get up and yell at the TV or whatever. All I'm it's all so I funny because I, yeah, I I was gonna go say ahead, all I know is that uh, thank God they won. Because that would have really been yes. Cool. I mean, because that was that was all of it. That was I had stakes in the game at this point. Like I'm sitting there thinking I have like I no longer have an Achilles tendon, and uh, and WSU. So in the in the first overtime, like DJ, you know, but I had to temper reactions because I was like sitting down at this point. You know, like it, uh, like. Eventually, I was like, I should probably get off of this foot. And I was trying to walk it off for a bit, but um, you can't walk off a ruptured Achilles. Um, no. Uh, maybe maybe if you have the good, good drugs that uh, NFL players get. But <laughs> uh, I mean, you might be able to but walk, I, I, but it's still going to be. Yeah. Oh, I could definitely walk, but it, it's like a club foot walk. Like, yeah. that's that's how I'm walking now. I have a big old boot. Um, but before that, I was just like, you know, they saw me walking in urgent care. Like, oh, uh, there's actually a shorter way to. We usually go because they have like the urgent care side and the 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 primary care side. So they're like, right. we'll just walk through the primary care side. It's shorter to get to the room. I'm like, thank you. Um, but uh, 
But yeah, so it was just like I had these stakes now for the rest of the game. Like where it was like, yeah, DJ hit that three to put him up. Uh, uh, when uh, there really wasn't that much happened in like in the first overtime. Like there were not very many points scored. What was it, five to five? Yes. Yeah, the first overtime was ugly. Like really, yeah. really ugly. Uh, it got better after that, though. It got better. After Definitely that, a lot. Sure. Like so, it was sixty-eight, sixty-eight. So was it? Was it the? So it was the first overtime when Noah had that breakaway. Yes. And love him, man. He did have nine turnovers <laughs> in this game. That was one of them. That was one of them. Uh, just apparently thought that no Stanford player was gonna run was back. anywhere near him. Kind of was t- took like the big old stutter step for the big two-handed flush. I think he was gonna go up for, and then that little the the only good play that he made after bricking those two free throws. Michael O'Connell runs back, knocks yep. it off, and Noah out of bounds. And it's like I think it was tied at that point, and it would have put him up by two. Yeah, and and like you said, in in the well, we'll wait till we get that point. But they like, got two point lead in over any lead in overtime is huge. Yes, like everyone's so gassed. Like, but you know they turn it over. But think whatever you want to think. They made that stop at the end of yeah the first overtime, where I I loved they came out of the timeout and just tra- kept trapping yeah. the ball handlers. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't so eventually even a they said great like, trap. It wasn't a great trap. Yeah, it, was, it was just, just it was Stanford just was definitely not expecting it though. It was just enough to disrupt it. And, and you know, and honestly, I mean, it gets back to what we said, you know, about Stanford before. Like they're just so fucking conservative. Like, and and you can see that that ethos just sort of like permeates all the players. Where it's like, okay, I mean, you know, there were a couple times where... I mean, it's like, so, I can't do anything. I'm not supposed to. Yeah. We're supposed to get to De Silva down low. Like, that's what I mean, we're supposed to do. We trapped hard the first time. Um, and then they passed out of it. And then it was kind of like, our guys kind of looked around like, do you know, do we trap again? You know, do we do we do this again? I guess. Yeah. Okay, I guess. And, and it really wasn't a great trap. It wasn't a hard trap. It was... Um, it was kind of a three quarters speed trap, which normally is death, right? For a trap. Like if you're going to trap, yeah, you better come hard. One pass is yeah. like, it will toast you. One and good pass. Well, not even a good pass. Like a yeah, half pass. there like, was a couple times there where a good pass would have gotten him, but Stanford also was clearly playing for the last shot. That was the, other yeah, thing. they did not want to score. Right? They, they did not want to score. They were not going to try, you know, and, and maybe that was part of Kyle Smith's calculus. You know, maybe he just thought, all right, they're you know, terrified we'll, we'll, of Noah. We'll trap him, and um, you know they they're probably playing for the last shot, and you know so just keep trapping them. They probably won't even if there's a wide open shot, they probably won't take it, you know. And sure enough, they they just sort of like pass it around the perimeter until you know they finally um, you know tried to enter the ball to De Silva, and you know Fa, you know God bless him, had a Great fucking book. amazing overtime, and it yeah. wasn't just the three that he hit. Um, it was, you know, all of it. I mean, he ends up scoring nine points. He gets that. Did, in fact, I, I don't think he's credited with a steal there because nobody ever actually they didn't get to possession. Yeah. Nobody ever actually ends up with the ball, but shot clock, violation. but it basically was a steal, you know, because he gets in there, gets his hand in there. The ball ends up on the ground. Everybody's scrambling and 
you know, and time runs out. It was a hell of a play. Um, so yeah, pretty fortunate. I will say I had, I had, I had some flashbacks to that 2004 game because in that game, before Lodic hit the game winning three, the ball was just rolling on the ground. Yeah. And, and with like two seconds left and you're just like, Oh my God, they're going to do it. And then he just like hoist something. And it's like, yep. so at that moment I'm thinking like, please don't let them just like scram like this, like scramble lets him find a wide open guy somewhere with like one second left. And that's what, you know, you hate when it like it's, your team makes a great defensive play. And then in the scramble, the offensive team gets an easy bucket, but everyone dove on the ground. Like I'm pretty sure like eight of the 10 players were on the ground at that point. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, and, and uh, I, I'm surprised they didn't put a little more time on the clock, but should have been, uh, should have been more. But whatever. Yeah, it probably should have been closer to a second. But they should have been a whole. Should have been a full second. second overtime. Uh, B has taken a crap at this point, and I had to go change that diaper in between the first and second <laughs> overtime. I had to hobble upstairs. My my three year old daughter, who has yet to get out of pull ups and diapers, um, uh, just uh, she was having some intestinal troubles. Uh, I'll say there that was one of many that day. Um, uh, so I had to come back down and, and watch the, I had a little bit of a tape delay at the start, you know, and you have to kind of fast forward when they're walking the ball up the court and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, we had that, but yeah, the second overtime gets a little more action, like a little bit more happens. I, uh, I, is, is that the one where Noah start? No. Is that the one where Noah, no, Noah started the third overtime. I can't even remember what happened in the second overtime at this point. Um, but yeah, it's you know, uh, De Silva probably is starting to assert himself a little more at this point. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's just, uh, it it's just nuts. Like again, the the stakes are there for me. Uh, like WSU needs to win this game because I I am down one Achilles tendon, and 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 it's just kind of it was up and down. Like WSU scores. Stanford scores. WSU scores. Stanford gets Stanford gets a, a a free throw, but then they they get a run out, take the lead back. WSU gets a free throw, uh, and then and then uh, what? That was when uh, uh, so WSU Yakimovsky gets fouled, fouls out De Silva, which was huge because we had to do five more minutes after this. Uh, fouls out De Silva on that that rebound foul. Miss, makes one, misses one. Noah gets a rebound because he hasn't had a, an amazing enough game already. Gets a huge offensive rebound, gets fouled. He only makes one or two, so it's a two-point game. And this is another one of those calls that you're like, are you kidding me? Um, was it Delaire, I think, and just ends up with the ball? And just a like the one of the easiest push-offs you could ever like call. Yep. Like... Like he pushes Koontz off, Koontz flops, I mean, you know, falls down because of all know, the calls, it. of all the calls that we are like, that's bullshit, blah blah blah. Okay, the only one that was like, I shouldn't say the only one. The if well, we were the Noah, the, the technical foul and the Noah yes, uh, and one were pretty if, egregious, but but if we were ranking them from most egregious to least egregious, most obvious, most like, obvious, like like this is called ten out of ten times, like like this isn't even like so so like the the block charge we talked about where you know Noah gets called for the block and you know it's, it's 
pretty clearly a charge in terms of what they typically call. Um, but you know, I, you know, I mean, every once in a while that one gets like, called. I, a I would often lean to like never call that a charge. Well, absolutely, I'll just call it a but block. But every once in a while it does get called a block, and you're like, okay, whatever. Um, this thing was like a ten times out of ten offensive foul. Like, like literally ten, 10 out of ten, they never miss this call. They they never don't call this call. Um, if you extend your arm, if you extend your elbow, it's a, it's a it's. I D, mean, DJ Rodman had been called on this earlier in the game. I mean, uh, you know, we've our guys have been called on it multiple times. Lots and lots of guys against us have been called on it multiple times. And like, he like, was out. The the worst thing he's out top isolated. Yeah. I mean, it's like, not it's, even like it's not even like like questionable. Like it's he very clearly extends I mean, when his the, arm, when shoves the defender the, down. Like both the announcers are like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I, was that? <laughs> I mean, it's it's a. I mean, I I'm, I'm I try not to be hyperbolic. Like that is a ten out of ten call. Like like they they quite literally never 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 miss an opportunity to make that call. You know and. To have it be a no but call. You no, know, Stanford really needed this win. I mean, ex- like that's what I'm talking about. That's the match fixy part of this. Like, like you watch it, you just go like, like how? How is that even possible? And and the really the only legitimate explanation is, like the fix was in. I mean, I don't I don't know how else you look at that play. And go because that should have been an offense foul. WSU ball let like yep. we're WSU doing free up throws. two. We're coming doing the back the other direction. Game. We're doing free throws. Yep, yep. And you know, so then it ends up uh, he ends up scoring to tie the game. I mean, that's a potential three or four point swing. And know? I thought Noah had the the winner at the end of this one, but I thought so too. And of course, he got clobbered and no foul call there either. So because he got he yeah, he had a lane. And if he didn't get clobbered, I think he would have finished. No call. I mean, it's, for, it's, it's the ultimate. For him to completely so miss, he missed the rim. Like, like he. Th- yeah. Yeah. Like it's the, a guy that has been having, and he did go, he went over his first 10 overtime, which in fairness, he was completely gassed, but, um, uh, and yeah. his back probably hurt like from carrying everyone, but, uh, but yeah. I mean, he just doesn't miss like that. Like to to just like he's just gonna drive the lane and just like shoot an air ball from four feet. Are you kidding me? Like so on the backs, you have those back to back plays where Stanford gets a tying shot on a very clear push off, and then Noah drives the lane. So apparently they're just not gonna call any foul. I guess at the end of the game, I guess that's what. And it just happened to definitely go against wsu at that point um you know noah noah like as much as they love to tee up on tee up noah he's he's yelling at them that's a foul but maybe just because the the quarter was over they weren't going to call it but or the the overtime was over they weren't going to call it but um uh he's just like screwing up like you can see him like that's a foul that's a foul that's a foul like it's like he got hammered like uh, you could still call the fouls when there's three seconds left you know that right like because we yes. we didn't even talk about it before because we talked about my injury, but he got hip checked on the on the game tying three. This game could have been over. Yes, in the in in regulation, like and it was not checked. a 
that foul was not a, eh, you know, maybe it's a foul. Maybe it's not like they've called that foul consistently all year. You cannot jump into a guy's legs on a jump shot. You just can't. And it's been called multiple times. We've seen it called probably three or four, maybe even five times, both for us and against us. Right. Like, like this is not a new call. And when you, so the replay that everybody sees, it's not super clear how much contact there is, but there was kind of a reverse angle that ESPN showed that was extremely clear. Like it was like, I mean, he landed in his space and hip checked him off his spot. Like that is clear, 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 clearly a foul. And it's a foul for a good reason because it's a fucking dangerous play. Right. I mean, this is how people end up with sprained ankles and blown out knees and all kinds of stupid shit because guys are jumping under people's feet. It's the kind of stuff that causes fistfights at the YMCA. Like it is. You do not jump under a guy's feet like that. And he did it. And which I mean, good reason. Like he's trying to contest the three. Like I understand how it happened, but it's a fucking foul. And so to not call that foul, you know, I don't know if like, you know, the, the trail ref who's who would be responsible for calling I me. Mean, I don't know if he's like trying to look at the clock and see if the shot got off. me. I don't know what the hell he's doing, but to miss that call is super, 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 super egregious. And, you know, it's, it's probably only second in egregiousness to the to the push off by Delaire at the end of the first overtime, which was, you know, <laughs> The plainest thing. I mean, normally you'd have all three referees racing to blow their whistle on that one. And it's oh my god! You know, they, they, you know it, it, they're like it's like punching the other way, just wanting to punch the other way, and that's just what they oh, yeah. love to they're do. They're like, they no wait, which punch who the gets other to call way. that one? You know, they're they're like in a race to to who blows who gets the whistle? to do the aggressive hand yeah. on the back it's... of the head and punching the other way. I know. No, no one wanted to do it's that. Ridiculous. Really, you guys so, love that right. shit. They didn't want to do it on De Silva. They didn't want to do it on. On the Delaire, come on! This is your favorite yeah. call to make, but we're going to a third overtime. We're going to. By the way, we're an hour. Going and to a half third OT. We're, yes. This is this is this is an OT podcast. I know. At this point, yeah. So we're going yeah. to a third OT, and what a fun five minutes of basketball! Like for once, someone else goes on a five-minute scoring drought. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. fucking gorgeous. Um, starts out. Uh, uh, whoa. Uh, what did we get? What was the first bucket? Um, now I'm trying to remember. I, I remember the second I bucket. I think it was FA, right? The f- it was like an FA. It was yeah. an FA layup, right? I think an assist. From, yeah, FA uh, layup. Assist from Yakimovsky. Yakimovsky. Yep. Oh, that was the uh, that was the yep, one where FA kind of looked like he was going to lose it going up. Yeah, another one like FA these bounce and and Kuntz does it too. These like bounce passes the bigs like very good. Like they get in the lane, they look for him. I mean, when you got a guy like FA who you know can catch it and dunk it, like it's pretty good. And, and Deshaun too. Um, like it's good to have guys like that. It makes you more confident throw the pass. But uh, that was you know Andre doing his point forward thing, and uh, and and getting FA a bucket, and then they come down and I I, I gotta think that. Rodman's shot got blocked or he just shot about the worst shot he's ever shot in his life because it was about yeah. eight feet left of the hoop. Um, but there, Koontz picks up loose ball, lays it in. And you pointed out, uh, what's was the uh, 
commentator's name, the color guy. Uh, Adrian Branch. I can't remember his name. Adrian Branch. Adrian Branch. Yeah. Adrian Branch. The only, the only, the only, um, like maybe uh, salient point he made is when WSU got up four with like you know three and a half minutes left in overtime. He's like, a four point lead in overtime is like a ten point lead regularly. And yeah, like you're like, okay, we're up two possessions Especially now. At that point. And Stanford, yeah, we're we're fifty two minutes into this game. Like, yep. it's really hard to make up four points. Stanford hates shooting threes. Like they just don't want to shoot a three. Um, which God bless Jared Hawes, man. Um, I know they they make their living inside, but they didn't this game. And, uh, you know, maybe a, a three or two might have helped you. But, uh, you know, O'Connell, this is when he fully melts down. Yep. Um, he, gets a, he gets a breakaway, and Jazz just strips him. Uh, by the way, I'm making Jazz hands a thing. Uh, so <laughs> whenever jazz makes a, makes a defensive play, it's jazz hands. We're, we're doing jazz hands now. Um, so jazz strips him, uh, jazz makes another steal later, uh, in the, in the overtime as well. It strips, uh, I think Dejon Davis or no, he was out by then. Uh, so I can't remember who he stripped later. Um, just, uh, he's got good hands. Like that's one thing, um, Maybe he doesn't have the greatest foot speed in the world or whatever, but he works hard and uh, he's got good hands. He's got a little bit of jump, a little bit of bounce to him. Uh, he's he he has the tools enough if he works hard to be a good defensive player, and he and he and he shows it sometimes. He had four steals, like and and he didn't didn't even get credit with the steal, but he prevented a basket. Um, and then like O'Connell falls it up. He's the inbounder. Five second call. They come back down next possession. He just throws it out of bounds. Like at this point, this kid total meltdown has melted down. Like he is just done. He missed a couple shots in the overtime. Like it was just. I don't think anyone could have like a worse five minutes of basketball. Like it was an awful time for him. Um, I'm sure he'll be good and destroy us at some other point later in his career. But uh, at that moment, he was uh, very good for WSU. Um, yeah, and then. Man, another yaki assist behind the back. And I said this to you. FA has been long, long yeah. back iron, back iron, back yep. iron over and over again on yep. his threes. Right down Broadway on this one. Yeah. I swear, swear, swear. It was because his legs are some, so tired. He just needed some tired like, legs. What is he? He's played like 45 minutes of it to this point. Like he's, he's just gassed and he just needed to be tired. Yep. So he shot his same shot and it just didn't have as much behind it. Yep. Straight down. What was he? 0 for 20 at that 0 point. 0 like for 20. 20. 0 for his last 20, 20 misses in a row. But that one mattered, man. Cause that was, the, that was a game right there. Like seven point lead with like two, two and a half minutes left yep. in the third overtime. Stanford looked defeated at that point. Like they honestly did not look like they're like fucked. Because even, even like it was a nine point game with forty five seconds left, and you'll often see teams try to play the foul game, and they didn't even no. try. No, they were just. I like, mean, after Noah went down, finally got his fortieth yeah. point. Um, like just uh, finally after going zero for ten. Uh, he was having a, an efficient game until he was completely gassed. Like we'll, we'll 
we'll give him that. Um, finally gets 40. They're up nine. He tries to hit that three to uh, to, to match his dad. dad. <laughs> uh, I wanted that one to go down so hard, yeah. but uh, I mean, yeah. it's he's played he's in his 54th minute and he's shooting a step back three from 25 feet. That yeah. thing ain't going down. No. <laughs> like, that's not going down for anybody. That would have been perfect, Besides, maybe though. Steph Curry might be the only person that can make that shot. But, uh, but man, they won. Like, and I, so you know, it's all worth it. My my torn Achilles <laughs> is worth it, right? Yeah, I I I, I I'm gonna take your word for it that it's worth it. Um, I, I mean, I just, when those medical bills start yeah. rolling in, we'll talk about it. Then. Well, like I I just know that like um, you know, I I mentioned that typically my typical routine is about halftime. I start to. You know, I, I, I open up my uh, open up my computer, open up a new story. Uh, you know, I, I basically try to recap kind of the first half, get get that written. Uh, maybe, you know, if there's photos that have been filed, you know, I, I try to get the photo selected. You know, I mean, just basically all the stuff I can kind of knock out uh, at halftime. And, you know, at, at the end of this game, I literally had written zero words. Zero. Because yeah. there was just... The game was just too much. It was too exciting. I, you know, I, I just didn't. As Kyle um, Smith said, it was a great college basketball game. Yeah, it was, it was just just full of like you have you have a craziness. you have a superlative performance by one player. You yep. have you have just like back and forth and overtimes yep. and yep. you know bad play. You always got to have bad play. You got to you yep. have you got to have guys fucking That's up in a college, college basketball sports. game. That's college, college sports. sports. Yep. Guys miss free throws. Yep. They turn the ball over. This is college sports. Yep. And I just God bless uh, all of you that bet on this game. <laughs> oh God. It maybe took me it was probably at least thirty minutes before I even started trying to write. Cause I'm like the hardest part is, you know, when you write these things, like like you're trying to find you're trying to find narrative, right? Like you're trying to find, okay, what's the story of the game? And obviously, you know, Noah scores forty. I mean, that's that's the thing. But there was so much other shit. And 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 really that played out with like all the stories I did today. <laughs> like where it was just like, you know, so basically, so here's what happened with that. So uh, you know, cause you were joking like, okay, I, you know, WC wins. I, you know, rip my Achilles and Jeff writes, you know, thousands of words. And it's like, basically what happened was this. So Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Yeah. Probably about like kind of early Sunday evening. Um, you know, I've got these ideas in my head of these different things that I kind of want to touch on. They didn't make it into the story. Cause there was just like, that game was so fucking bonkers. There were so many things. And it was like, Okay, you know, so the the gamers obviously going to talk about Noah, right? Because I mean, it, like, like that's just you know, guy scores forty points, he, he basically wills the team to victory. Like, um, you know, that's going to be the guy. But even in my head, I'm thinking, okay, so there's all this other stuff. There's, you know, the rebounding. There's, um, you know, all these shots that Noah took, which is just like totally insane. There's, um, the way. Okay, that- what's it, listen? Like, yeah, Noah was forty one percent usage. And then topped it and was forty three percent usage against Stanford. These are numbers that no one touches ever. It's nuts. I mean, Bonton has top top forty percent one time, and that was against uh, Arizona. He got to forty seven percent. If you remember. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, but but like he did it once, right? Like, and I think his next highest was like 
36 or 37, something like that. And Noah went 41 and 43 in back-to-back games. Like, that's crazy pants. Um, and just, like, for, for a little bit of perspective for people, like um, Isaac Bonton, I think, was at 31% for the season. And that's, like, top 40 in the country. So, like, to go to, go to 40%, 40-plus percent, two games in a row is absolutely nuts. Um, and then his 35 field goal attempts is most in the country this year. Now, granted, he needed three overtimes to get there, so that's that's part of the deal, but also the fact that, that to me, that's almost kind of more impressive because, you know, he was, he was getting those last, you know, handful of attempts in the 53rd, 54th, 55th minute. Like he was, and he played 54 of the 55 minutes like he and he got like he took some bad shots i'll say but like sure he took, like he got some good looks like he was going at the rip but he was just like no legs man no he like, was gassed no and and so that that was kind of the other piece i wanted to write about was you know the other the other players on the team and you know how they needed to then step up in the overtime and they did you know uh uh, F.A. had some nice finishing around the basket and also hit a three. Yakimovsky with the passing. You know, we already talked about that. Jazz Koontz uh, came up with some big rebounds and a big steal. Um, Deshaun Jackson only played, I think, five or six minutes in the overtime before fouling out. But he was pretty big, had an assist and a steal, a couple of rebounds. Um you know, DJ Rodman hit a three, even though he, he missed missed that one that you talked about. But but you know, but he hit yeah. a three, had a I think uh two offensive rebounds in the overtime. Like he was, you know, he was big. So like all these other guys, you know, stepped up when Noah was just, you know, kind of finally out of gas. Um, which which was just it's just really cool to see um that, that they did that. And um and, and basically what happened was, you know, I wrote I started to write all this on Sunday night kind of got into it and thought, okay, I'll write maybe like, you know, 1500 words total. I'll do like 500 on each of these things and just kind of go from there. And then, you know, the more I start digging into it, the, the rebounding thing gets longer, the Noah thing gets longer. And, and next thing I know, like I'm at like 2200, 2300, 2400 words. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, that is so long. Well, then I started thinking, all right, well the rebounding thing, that one's you know, 1100 words on its own. So let's just break that off into its own thing. And then, uh, and, and, and by the way, like I did it. So, like I said, I wrote most of it Sunday night and then I got up early this morning, this Monday, got up early this morning and did a bunch of writing this morning before I had to work. And so then it was just a matter of like, you just kind of breaking it apart. Cause I finally just realized like, okay, this, this is really like three different stories. So I'll just break them apart, post three different things. It'll make it look like I did. I did a lot of work today, but Really, I just took the one story because it was long and broke it into three different things. So <laughs> that's got out. That's how it happened. That's how it happened. Then I just had to write new headlines. But content, baby. Yeah, get those page views. Get those clicks. I did write. I did write the most clickbaity tweet of my entire life on the. <laughs> I will say on I the rebounding one. From, I got a text <laughs> from. Uh, uh, if I just say one of your former students, uh-huh. uh, that, uh, uh, that is a good friend of mine, yeah. Brad. He, yes. He's like, he just, he tweet, he sent a screenshot of the tweet and says, this is so clickbaity. <laughs> and then his brother so thought the same thing I that so, had to be intentional. I hope there they you go, li- Brad and yeah, Brian. It was, was say, intentional. I hope they listened this far into the show because it was absolutely They definitely will. They always do. Yeah, they do. Well, it was Brad, absolutely intentional. As Brad uh, told me, 
sometimes he's catching up on the podcast. And so he said it was really rough to listen to the previous week's podcast, knowing we lost to UW. And I'm like, that is your fault. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, like yeah. hearing us be like, yeah, we should definitely beat this team. And then yeah. like, ah, but sometimes, but, you know, sometimes I just like to poke a little fun at some of the other, uh, content creators that are out there in the cougar universe and uh, that was that was one of those times i will say i got i got um a shout out to coog store love coog store yeah um but i got a, i got a shirt for b um that says uh coog fan um so uh, I, I don't know what i'm teaching her uh, i don't know <laughs> if i'm teaching her the right things um but the, you know the words are separated but uh uh i, I want her to be a coug a wsu cougar fan yes. of course uh but it kind of uh made me laugh um i don't think amanda quite thought it was as funny as i did probably um, not. yeah she might not know the the politics there but um but uh yeah but uh oh i definitely love people at coug fan uh for sure jamie and yeah and uh everyone but yeah. uh um, but we but, can uh, we can so tease we can we're kidding. Yeah, we we're can teasing, tease yeah. we can tease occasionally, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I will say Jamie has in his uh, Twitter bio it says hashtag PVE, which uh, I don't think means our podcast. I think it's some gamer thing, but I like to think <laughs> that he's like <laughs> hashtag PVE. Big fan, thing. big fan, uh, of the big show. fan, Jamie. Um, I'm a big fan uh, of Jamie, by the way. Also, yeah, uh, a good dude. Jamie and I have had some late night uh, Zoom beers before. Jamie's uh, a good dude, so man. I like that kid. Yeah. Um, uh, he's not really a kid anymore, but yeah, he's a that. kid to he's you. He's younger and me. than me, so he's a kid. He's a kid to you and me. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we're dude, all right. Jesus. We we're gonna have to like compress like everything else. Uh, we into, got. Like, we say, I mean, five because the women's soups, man. They yeah. Got so much so hold on, let me forget, let me pull listen, up. We're not you know, doing I'm a gonna, we're not I'm, doing a fucking commercial me, break. So let's just forget that. Like no, no, because I want to use the bumper. Oh shit! All right, go for it. All right, we're gonna take a break. Hold on. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> Got bumper music now. Um, so oh, yeah, take as Espionation asked us to take a, a break every thirty minutes. Yeah, uh, we are nearly two hours of this yeah. thing. Um, briefly on the beer I'm drinking. Yeah, are you drinking a beer, Jack? I am. Uh, I had so just real quick. I had the uh, Astral Projection DIPA ah. that you gave me, which was. I mean, it's gone now, but it was absolutely spectacular. So, uh, yeah. yeah, Holy Mountain can never go wrong. Holy Mountain. Funny, as, one uh, of the first beers I ever had from Holy Mountain at Collins yeah. Pub, which is uh, where I discovered Holy Mountain, yeah. Collins Pub, uh, going to a Sounders game. Yep. And then I started going to like Holy Mountain, but Astral Projection. But then they totally changed it to make it like this big hazy, buddy. Like, uh, yeah. and it's still delicious. It's fantastic. Uh, definitely a different beer. Very like orange juice beer. Yep. I would say like it's yep. like very much like a, a drunk orange juice. Well, and what's um, funny I, is, so I followed it up, by the way, I'm having a Rubens PNW Crush right now. Which is mm, also yeah. hazy, but far less hazy in comparison to that one. So, oh, that uh, astral is like just 
you it's a completely opaque yes. you cannot yes. see anything absolutely it's fantastic so thank you i think i, I drank did. my last one like, yeah you're welcome man i i don't want to take down all four pack of a of, a, of an eight percent so so i donate them to my friends understood um uh i am having I, I, I tried to look one for tie-in to the injury, so I'm having, uh, or it's gone now because we are an hour and 45. <laughs> um, I've drank the 500-milliliter bottle of Reaction State <laughs> from Bottle Logic. Uh, mm. It is a barrel-aged maple breakfast stout um, aged in maple syrup and cinnamon whiskey barrels with cacao nibs, coffee, lactose, cinnamon, and Madagascar vanilla. Very delicious. I, I had an earlier version of this beer when I was at the brewery in like 2016. Was not impressed with it that much. I'm typically like don't really like the maple syrup barrel aged beers. Uh, but this one, uh, maybe it's because I've given it a couple years from when it was bottled. I think I picked this up actually in um, Phoenix when I was there for, uh, apparently they distribute to Phoenix. I went to a, a beer bar there and they, they had some beer to go and I bought at, at for, um, the, uh, cheese bowl. So, uh, it's got a coup connection as well. And reaction state, you know, my reactions to things, uh, I'm currently in this <laughs> state of, uh, state disrepair of because of the way I react to things. Um, but yeah, so, uh, bottle logic, they make great barrel aged shit. Jeff, you know that. It's expensive. Yes, it's delicious. Um, it's tasty. I got a couple more ones uh, down there that I've I've picked up that I, I hope I can show. Oh, I got another Dark Star November, by the way. Very delicious beer. Ooh, um, uh, but uh, yeah, so beer. But anyways, let's talk about the women's hoops team. Um, not the most ideal of weekends because uh, uh, they got – they definitely beat the team that they absolutely should wait, have beaten wait, in Utah. But, but Craig, I was told, I was told that the game against uh, against Colorado was a must win. Yes, for their tournament uh, chances. Must win. Uh, must win. A must uh, win. Uh, it's it was a must win. Um, <laughs> it was not a must uh, but win. They didn't the, the, win the, it. The, the joke is uh, that it's it's not really a must win because nobody really knows. Which games you have but, to win? It's a moving target. But but we could say if WSU would have won these last three games, they probably probably would have, wouldn't have matter what they did in the Pac-12 tournament, whatever. Like so, now they just have more work to do. Yeah. Uh, that Colorado game was frustrating for sure. Um, you know, it's just they just couldn't get over the hump. Uh, turnovers. Uh, Crystal just couldn't hit a, hit a shot. Um, Charlize had a, you know, kind of tried to do her thing and, and save them, but Bella had a, a rough game. Uh, I think she was oh for like, she had, she had one point oh for two, something like that. Like just, uh, you know, total non-factor. Like it was, that was a bummer. Um, just like a low of lows, a uh, real bummer on Friday. Uh, they came back and whipped up on Utah, which is what they should do, um, which is good. Charlie's another 22 points. Uh, you know, she didn't get the Pac-12 freshman of the week, uh, probably just because they're tired of giving it to her because uh, the girl that got it is not uh, – didn't have stats better than what Charlie's did. But uh, yeah. um, uh, I will say uh, uh, Crystal looked a lot better against Utah – uh, 11 assists, much more selective with her shot. Hit a three finally. I think she had missed like over 10 in a row. 
um, you know, an FL level streak. Uh, um, and then, uh, yeah, like, I, I don't know, like it's, I, I will say like, if, if you haven't watched this team much, like they got one more regular season game and hopefully some pack 12 games cause they might need them. But, uh, uh, Charlie's Ledger Walker is one of my most, like the, one of the most enter- entertaining WSU athletes I've ever watched. Like she's incredible. And this team just in general is fun to watch and they're fun to root for and they play really hard. Uh, they've had some really bad luck. I still think like if Sherilyn Molina had not gotten hurt, uh, they'd have a couple more wins right now and, and be sitting pretty, um, or not gotten hurt or I, they said she was hurt at first and now they say it's personal reasons, but I don't know what's going on there. I hope everything's okay with her. Um, but yeah, I, if, if she was here, I, I, I think they'd be in, in good shape, but right now they gotta be UW this weekend. And, and, and from there, I will say Jeff, that one is a must win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because UW isn't very good. They got they they can't lose that game. You obviously want uh, to avoid bad losses right now, so yeah. there's no doubt about that. I mean, but I mean, okay, so what if they? I was lose? Fight. We we usually preview the uh, the next weekend of men's games, and we didn't. At yeah, all, and we I mean, don't have time to. Yeah, I mean, look, Arizona, we almost beat them. They they rebound really really well. That's kind of the Arizona big State. Thing. We're gonna play twice. Arizona State. We're gonna play twice. They kind of suck. We should. We should win one of those games. It, it sucks we have to play them both in Tempe. It's, it's actually anyway, it's so, actually but, fucking stupid that we have to play twice in Tempe um, because Arizona State's the one with, that had the COVID problem, and so now Arizona State's going to end up with like ten an extra home game. like ten home games and seven road games versus seven home games and ten road games for us or whatever it is. So it's absolutely ridiculous, but whatever. We should win at least one of those games against Arizona State. Um, Arizona, that's going to be tough, but. Um, you know, we, as, as we've already seen this year, we match up well, we match, with up, them. Pretty well, we yeah. match up well with them. Uh, who knows if Bonton's going to be back? I don't know. Hope so. Uh, we do know that Bonton's probably not going to be back next year, which we can, we don't have time to talk about this week, but, uh, seems pretty clear that he's gone. So we could talk about those implications but Yeah, back next week. Back so to the, back to the women, they, they are. So they, they gotta beat you dub. Um, they should beat UW. They've already beaten them. UW's not very good. I mean, they definitely, UW has gotten some good wins. They're not untalented, but uh, WSU should beat them even without Sherilyn. Yep. Uh, I, I was encouraged. Bella played a lot better against Utah. Yeah, that was so great. Cause they, yeah, they, that was huge. They really needed her to neutralize, uh, who was Hollingshed for, for Colorado. And she didn't. Really needed her to neutralize that player. And she just could not. Um, which was such a bummer. Um, Hollingshed basically, you know, for, for what Noah did, uh, and now Hollingshed didn't score 40, but she scored, I think, 24, 26, something like that, um, and also had 12 or 13 rebounds. Um, she was she was a monster um, in that game for Colorado. So, um, you know, is, is, and Bella, you had mentioned to me, you know, that because I don't, I don't, I'm not quite as able to follow them as closely as you are. You'd mentioned that Bella had been in quite of a funk for a little while, um, so so super great to see her come back and have a really nice game against Utah because frankly they need her. They don't have anybody else on the roster that that has that kind of length. Um, you know she can be a real. Well, they, real like they have Nankervis, but Nankervis is not quite as athletic nope. and, and not quite as dynamic as Bella, not quite as uh, skilled offensively, and then just not quite not quite the shot blocker defensively. Um, uh, she doesn't. You know she she definitely has uh, can, made some nice contributions, but it's it's a step down, especially when Bella's playing at her best. Yep. Step down 
quite a step down from Belden and Curvis. Yep, seems yeah. like it. So really, really nice to see her have a good game against Utah. I mean, that game really was out of hand. Um, the, the scoring margin was, was actually closer than what the game really was. Uh, you know, basically they were running. Yeah, it was like twenty six eleven in yeah. the first quarter. I, I mean, say. Yeah. I, I want to say, I want to say early in the fourth quarter, I think it was up to twenty two or twenty four points, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think Charlize and uh, Michaela Jones hit back to back threes and made it like sixty four forty two, and yep. and it was just kind of, you know, they're kind of coasting to the yep. finish line at that point. Yep. So, you know, go beat the piss out of Washington. That'd be great. Um, and then, you know, whatever happens in the tournament happens in the tournament. Um, typically, you know, and again, we talk about these things in terms of the committee, typically the committee seems to kind of give you more credit for nice wins in a conference tournament than they do for bad losses. Um, in a conference tournament, I think there's a a bit of an understanding that conference tournaments are, are a bit of a weird deal. So, um, but you know, I mean, again, if you lose to Washington, does that necessarily like destroy you what if you go win two games in the conference tournament you know i mean it's 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 just i get really annoyed like this is part of this is probably more a problem with me than anybody else like like it's just kind of a personality thing but it's like man i get annoyed when people say stuff in definitive terms that are not definitive (laughs) you know it's like it's like oh they have to win this game it's like well no they don't like they they really don't um you know, it'd be one thing if they were considered sort of the last, you know, one of the last four in, but they weren't before that game against Colorado. And, you know, you lose to Colorado and Colorado is kind of a fringy NCAA tournament team. They could definitely play themselves into the tournament still. And, you know, so you lose to them in a close game and then you go beat the piss out of Utah. And it's like, you know, you were generally considered to be like a nine-ish seed before that. I mean, that that's that that means there's you know, anywhere between, you know, six and eight teams between you and the bottom of the field. Like that's, that's a lot, you know? So uh, I don't know, man, they, they'll be all right. Yeah. They beat Washington. They'll be fine. You know, they'll, they'll likely, um, they'll likely play, uh, Arizona state in the first round, um, who they should beat. And then in the second round, they should get, you know, they'll get one of the top four teams. Um, so they have a chance for hopefully, you know, it, the problem is they're probably going to be on the eight, nine line. Yes. So that you hate second that. game, of course, the second game is going to be yeah. uh, against Stanford. Yeah. You know so, what? Maybe, maybe lose to Washington or maybe beat Washington and then lose in the first round and then maybe you get down to a 10 or 11 line <laughs> like like uh, i'd rather be there well i mean well i know i mean the, no the, they'll be on the eight nine that means they'll play arizona state because you know they have oh, the top top four get buys but i don't they don't reseed in the second or like so they'll they i think they line up well i guess the 512 goes to the one or i, I can't remember how it works i don't know um uh so hopefully they don't get Stanford because arizona ucl oregon um, they've beaten Arizona. They've beaten UCLA. Yep. They've been close against Oregon. Those are all teams yeah. they could potentially beat, and they would all be good yep. wins. Yep. Uh, just the worst would be, you know, winning that first round and then getting uh, Stanford in second. And obviously, we'll talk more about this when that bracket is set next yep. week. And um, but just go beat UW. I mean, for many reasons. Yeah. I mean, they're in fine shape. Just, 
uh, beating Washington, everything's, you know, they're, they're still in really good shape. They beat Washington and, um, it's tough to say for sure. Cause there's not quite the cottage industry of bracketology the way there is in the men's side. Yeah. Like, uh, we, we're not even going to update from Charlie cream until yeah. tomorrow. Charlie cream apparently, uh, only do- updates his bracket once a week, which is, uh, I demand, I demand yeah, more. Joe Lenardi is like that. every damn game. It seems Yeah, like, like every game he shifts things around. Uh, Charlie, and then there's not, you know, Charlie with, Cream with the men's damn week off. What are you doing, man? With, with the men's uh, tournament, there's like a thousand ones and you have bracket matrix, which, which like brings them all together. Yeah. And like, and then, so you can see like, you know, cause like Lenardi's not perfect, but the other guys aren't perfect. Daubertine's not perfect, whatever. And so, uh, um, yeah, so I mean, it's in front of them. They can still do it. Uh, this got to win this one, and, and I, I will confidently. Yep. Well, yeah, uh, I, I again, it's not absolute, but man, you should win this one um, and do that, and then see what happens in the tournament or the conference tournament. Make to the NCAA tournament. I'll um, bet. So, I'll bet if they win this one, they're comfortably in, no matter what happens in the Pac-12 tournament. That's just right. my. That's just my guess. All right, we'll see what Charlie Cream has to say tomorrow morning at probably about yeah seven in the morning. Uh, um, soccer so, beat the shit out of somebody else. Eastern soccer beat Idaho. Uh, Idaho. Idaho. Uh, yeah, I think Elise Bennett is uh, on. I don't know if you watch the highlights. She is having a blessed goal season. So she a great goal against Seattle U, but um, pretty sure her goal like she is three for three in goals per game right now three three goals three games um i am pretty sure her goal against eastern was supposed to be a cross and hit the post and went in and then uh i i'm pretty sure her goal against uh um uh idaho was an own goal by the by the goalie but whatever whatever (laughs) man it's one of those things where it bounced off the off the the post and then hit the goalie and win. Uh, you know whatever you know whatever. But it, hey, she's three for three. Um, I think Alyssa Grant another goal. Uh, so we got a young attackers scoring. Um, from what I gather from just kind of the tweets and whatever, uh, they pretty much dominated that game and it should have been even worse than three zero. Um, I just you know it sucks that they're playing in the bubble. We can't watch, but. Uh, they're up to number fifteen ranked now. So super sucks. Uh, it's so sucky. Yeah, yeah I know. Both of us we, love, we love soccer so soccer. much. I know. Um, but whatever. It's hard to like get to know the players and what they're good at, and what they do. Yeah. Can't watch a game, but um, but yeah, soccer. I, I think volleyball. You know, I, I was kind of bummed. I thought they could take at least one from Stanford. Uh, they didn't get a chance. Uh, Stanford had COVID stuff. Their, their stuff's stricter than everyone else. It's harder, but they had a COVID break on anyway, and uh, uh, th- that got canceled. So no volleyball this weekend. Um, but yeah, that's all. Um, yeah. So again, over two hours. Uh, <laughs> if you're still here, like if you you have not subscribed, again subscribe. Yeah. What's if you're wrong still with here you? And you have subscribed. Rate rate us uh, five stars. You know, I I want to read the ratings and stuff, but like, honestly, our, our, we're just too long on our recordings. Uh, we love, uh, hoops. What can we say? Uh, particularly the men's hoops team. We will not apologize. Um, uh, uh, no regrets. The Craig 
at the Craig Powers if you want to see a picture of me in crutches and a boot. Um, thank you to Noah Williams for responding to that tweet. Uh, made my day. Um, and then uh, at Pod versus Everyone if you want to see Jeff's rantings on everything. Um, anything and everything. I'm trying to dial it um, back, man. I'm try. I'm trying. I'm trying to dial it. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Well, I don't worry. I'll never call you self-made, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, but yeah, Jeff, uh, uh, don't cut out the po- the broadcast right away because I'm going to play the okay the the 22nd version at the end. But anyways, it. go Cougs. Go Cougs. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter.